Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of First Universalist Church, a Unitarian Universalist congregation located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are a radically welcoming and progressive religious community deeply committed to love, justice, spiritual growth, and living out our values in the world. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Friends, the opportunity has come to us again to weave a singular tapestry of life from dazzling difference and common purpose. The opportunity has come again for your hand and your hand and your hand and your hand and my hand to choose each other's company for our connected embrace to guide us toward better understanding of ourselves and creation all around us and unseparate from us. The opportunity has come for your voice, that's yes, yours, and your voice, and your voice, and your voice, and your voice, and yes, you, that shy voice, and you, that shy voice, and your voice, and my voice, to form the uncompromising strength that is our voice. And for our voice to be heard today in Minneapolis, in this world, in this universe, so that no day goes by without the shadow and the singing of justice and love. If we are wise, we can make sacred work of this moment. If we are willing, we can make sanctuary even in the most conventional space. And now, in this beautiful home of ours, yes, even the ones of you online, that beautiful home of ours, let us be joined together in our joy, in our expectation, in our tears, in our anxiety. Bring your whole self into the room. Your whole self is a part of the story 160 plus years in the making that comes to this moment now for us to write a new chapter. If you're willing, then we've got some singing to do and praying to do, and work to do, to make our home wherever we are. It's in this way that community comes from a group of people. It's in this way that we can ever mean anything to the dismantling of oppression everywhere and the uprising of peace it's not through you, though you are a beautiful, beautiful human being. Yes, yes, you too. But only when your hand and yours and mine 
write the story beyond where we're supposed to stop and visit the margins until they break open and ink of all colors replaces the innocent blank hue. There will be mistakes, but let's care for each other and come back to our covenant. Is that all right? All right. Yes, you too. Friends, if you're joining us in the sanctuary, uh, and I can see that already we are on the task of community, I just want to remind you that uh, part of the way that we care for each other in this human religion is to make a religious practice out of, uh, out of helping each other with our safety and our health. If you need more or uh, if you need more space, there's plenty of, there's plenty of options in this room. There's plenty of, there's even the Cummins room. Um, uh, but please also, as a neighbor, be kind enough to ask your fellow community members when the time is right, how you can help them to create health and safety and a feeling of sanctuary. Together, we can make this work better and better for each of us. Hmm. We've, got, uh, we've got a lot, a lot to accomplish today because we're visiting Nina Simone. And, visit, and Nina Simone is visiting us. There's a lot to accomplish because there's a lot to celebrate. And because there's a lot to celebrate and a lot to hold, we can't rush one bit. So I invite you, as we take the first step, to breathe three breaths alongside me. Take them at your own pace. We'll be patient while you take your three breaths. Take the time you need to bring yourself more fully into the room. All of you is needed here. The story with the name of our church begins 160 some years ago. But the story of the land on which it is planted goes far, far deeper into the past of time. I ask you to acknowledge with me that this is not a land that belongs to us. Help me to acknowledge the peoples who have all spent their home lives in this place, particularly those indigenous whose stories were cut short 
in the midst of American getting. Bring your ancestors too. I surely am bringing my grandfather into the room to share. My grandfather taught me who Nina Simone was. And he made me listen to one more song that I was comfortable with. Summer day in and summer day out. This is the source light from which our chalice now becomes illuminated from all the days of the past that come to meet us now. Let's light our chalice. And I invite you to speak the covenant words we use together with me. Together, let us say, love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace to seek the truth in love and to help one another. Friends, it takes your light and your light and your light and mine to make the great flame that is our community today. So when I say I invite you to sing, I really, I really mean I insist. I insist. The hymn is a good one. 118, would you rise in all the ways that you can, will, do, and let us sing together this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine.
a good one. What I love about this, these songs is they, uh, they don't change at all. The lyrics don't change just because we feel a little less like justice or a little less like freedom. Uh, we don't feel as shiny. Uh, well, the hymn gives us the faith statement. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And when we join those lights, we get the wonderful benefit the beautiful benefit of ensemble and community together. The choir demonstrates this for us on a regular basis. In fact, they have been the preachers of this lesson for as long as the church has been around. That beauty from human voices can come from just two or more people wanting to sing well together, wanting to make community with melody and harmony and rhythm. And when they do that, they have made the decision called choir. The high priest of this for our community is Dr. Randall Baikema. Uh, and today, we're having a particularly uh, uh, we're having a particularly celebratory occasion because it is Dr. Randy's tenth anniversary as part of our community. A conductor, has, a conductor has to be a musician, yes. Um, he must also have 40 ears. Um, he must also be uh, charismatic and a comedian <laughs> and a researcher and a lover of art, a lover of poetry. The conductor for us stands in the middle of all of these interests the poet, and the music, and the musician, the composer, and works to facilitate the community that feeds them all. We have been well served over the past decade, and I know that, and I've only worked here a couple months. <laughs> Friends in our choir, the beauty that you bring in your ministry the precision that you bring shows us, even when we forget, that community is a beautiful thing, that it does not have to cost any money, and that it can change someone's day, whether we know it, feel like it, or not and that you have brought this ensemble to give such a beautiful message in such a beautiful way time and time again we recognize takes hours and hours of work and prayer and precision and diligence much of which we don't see thank you for being connected to us 
even when we don't see. Thank you for being a part of us because your part helps awaken the voice in this room. Friends, if we have a story to tell, if we want to mean justice to the world, we'll have to know the sound of our own voice. We'll have to know its power. Please take time to reflect when you can and thank Dr. Randy yourself. Thank a choir member yourself if you know anything about speaking of love. Surely the choir has taught you some of that. Thank you. Dear one, we have uh, surprises for you. Uh, one of which is in craft right now. I'll tell you about it. Uh, later we'll hear about the anthem that the choir is going to sing today. Um, has some special meaning. I'll let uh, Randy tell you about it uh, during that part of the service. I'll just keep the secret for now. But it does have very special meaning and we are framing a copy of this score with the signatures and the well wishes of this mighty, mighty ensemble laid like an ocean just behind you. Um, those who have walked closely with you in this pilgrimage of music is pretty. <laughs> I hope you think it's pretty. And then if, ah, you know what, I got one more. Here it is. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, I tried to find a bunch of flowers, but I only found the one. Um, I, I, wait a minute. I think there are other flowers in here. Does anyone have a, is there a, what? Okay. Oh, oh my goodness, everybody has a flower. Okay, 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 okay. Here's what we're going to do then. Okay, everyone has a flower for you and we're going to collect them. And don't worry, if you think you don't have a flower, friends online, I got flowers for you and plenty of them. This bouquet is going to be huge. Okay, we need to collect them at the ends of rows. It doesn't matter. The ushers and I are going to go around and we're going to bunch them up and we're going to make the bouquet. Yes. This little flower of mine I'm going to I will add my thanks on behalf of the leadership of the church, lay leaders, congregation, and staff. Randy, we are so grateful for your presence among us, for the choir you have built, for the embodiment of what it means to be a chorus of voices, for the joy and the expertise and the commitment that you bring. We are so grateful. And we hope that this is just the beginning of the chapters that will continue to unfold of you leading with us. We are so grateful.
away we go. Let's sing. Oh, we give. Oh, for this precious day. give thanks. Let us settle in to our bodies, these trustworthy companions on our journey. Let us settle in, in whatever way feels right, as we prepare ourselves for a time of meditation and prayer. We are grateful for this day for this moment, for this time and place, for this community that stretches back long before we were here, that holds us now, and that will continue through the generations and into the future. May we bring our care, our attention to the ways we are together to the ways we care for ourselves. May we make space and time to know ourselves, to know each other, to dream and imagine how we might be together. May we care for each other with tenderness, with joy, with gratitude for this time and place. The cycle of life is always turning for each of us, for our earth. We are one part of it, and together we hold the gratitude, the joy, the sorrow, the challenges of this turning of life together. We are grateful for meaningful conversations with friends and family. We carry sadness, worry, hope, the possibility of growth and transformation that comes with job loss. We bring all of who we are to this moment, all of our challenges and gratitudes we invite those of you who are with us online to share now in the chat the things that are in your heart, 
the challenges and joys you are experiencing so that they may be held in this community. We miss knowing what comes next. We miss Fu Li. We hold so much together. The complex conversations in beloved community. Pride in ourselves for holding firm to boundaries. Hope and worry mixed together. Gratitude for friends visiting church, struggles with church and all that is still virtual. Joy at new life and new birth. We know we hold all of this and so much more as together we pray that the weight of oppression be lightened, that the grip of addiction be loosened, that grief might be shared, that joy might break through, and that love might make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so. Amen. First of all, thank you for the recognition today. Um, I'm a little bit choked up, and so uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, the first time I read the text of this piece, it was so powerful to me and spoke to me so deeply. And I think with all works of great art, they speak to different people in different ways. And so today, what I'd like to do is just read you the text of this piece and let the art work for itself. This is called The Us of Me by David Bruner. Sorry. The spark to light a thousand suns lies deep within the human heart. Its source, but single, solitary, flickers with uncertainty. Yet, when combined with kindred souls, combusts, ignites, 
Its kindled glows with fervor and intensity. Its warm embrace our lives impart. Ignite the world with light to see, to feel, to touch, to live, to be, to laugh, to dance, to love, perchance, to celebrate the us of me. This single light, this voice so small, swells full when joined each part with part. Its vibrancy but yearns to grow with equal strength in every heart. For in such love, such unity, lie all the stars and mystery. True selves affirmed, unbound our souls, all hearts embraced, our lives made whole. Ignite the world with light to see, to feel, to touch, to live, to be, to laugh, to dance, to love, perchance, to celebrate the us of me.
of me, the me of us, each of us a part of something so much larger than ourselves, generation to generation, a part of community, and yet a singular life, too, that matters, that has wholeness, that is wanted and worthy and welcome, each of our stories that matter so very much. In Unitarian Universalism, we believe that each of our lives is a sacred text, something to be learned from, a source to be mined for learning and growth and connection. Each of our lives is a sacred text. And so this morning, we will engage a bit with the sacred text that is Nina Simone's life. I will just give you a taste this morning and we will come back to this because this, like all of our lives, her life is rich and worthy of care and attention. To introduce her to you, we have her in her own voice for just a few moments. So I'd like to share a video with you of an interview with Nina Simone. Dr. Simone, you were born in North Carolina. Yes, I was. In North Carolina. Very poor, your family. Very poor. Yes, very poor. Was there not a lot of love? A lot of love, but not much much to eat? Uh, At times, my mother had a saying. She said, well, we don't know what we're going to get dinner tonight, but I'll pray and it'll come. And sure enough, she prayed and it came. She's been a uh, minister for 57 years. She's now 97 years old. And you first sang in her church, didn't mm-hmm. you? What was that like? Oh, it was, it was fun because I had never studied the piano. I was a child prodigy. So when they got up and started shouting, I started playing. Literally sat down and started playing. Started playing. The, the first piano. song I played was God Be With You Till We Meet Again. I played that at three years old. And then you went on to train as a, a classical pianist. Yes. That was your love, wasn't it? Really? Yes. Classical I'm not piano. over it. I'm not over it yet. Are you, are you disappointed that you didn't, in the end, become what you and your parents yes, wanted to be, which yes. was the first black concert pianist. Yes, because States, we don't we? have any. All we have is Andre Watts, and they don't accept him very much because he's part German. The blacks don't accept him, but they would have accepted me. At the age of 12, you were playing in a library, weren't you? In a music library. Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was my first recital. And something happened. Some, somebody said something to your parents, didn't they? Yeah, they, they put they them say? in the back of the, of the room to watch me, and I got up bravely. I was only 12, 
And I said, if my parents don't sit in the front seat, I don't play. And they were put there because they were That's black. That's right. How did that make you feel? It was my first encounter with racism. My favorite record that I listen to now is Marian Anderson, who is the first, the world's first black contralto. I listen to her every morning. She wakes me up and gives me inspiration to start the day. She sings a song, Oh, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him, and he will give you your heart's desire, and he will give you your heart's desire. Religion is deeply ingrained in you. Deeply ingrained. All religions? You, All religions. Got I don't a lot believe, of religion. I don't interest believe, in religion. I don't believe in any one religion. No, I don't believe in any one religion. I believe in Allah. I believe in the Hindu religion because I studied yoga for 21 years. I believe in Buddhism. I believe in all of them because they're necessary for the sheep, darling. The sheep have to have something to follow, and religion is necessary. I believe in all of them. So much in this short interview, right? So very much. Nina Simone was born Eunice Wayman, born in 1933 to a mother and a father who adored her. At age three, she started playing piano by ear, entire songs at a clip. She played in the church. The church saw her and recognized the gift that she had for music, and soon she was accompanying services and revivals. Soon she was witnessed by her larger community. First her family, then her church, then the community of Tryon, North Carolina, where she lived, where folks knew of her gift and decided something had to be done to support her. And so they created the Eunice Wayman Fund, which supported her musical education as a child, as an adolescent, and into her first year at Juilliard after she graduated high school as valedictorian. The community saw, recognized, and supported her gift. The us of me. The me of us. Each of us has those gifts. And each of us is the community that can bear witness to the other and help draw out and support the gifts, the part that each of us has to play. Now, Eunice Wayman was clear, as you heard, that she was to become the first black classical pianist. This is what she grew up knowing about herself. This is what the community said about her. And this is what she worked and worked and worked Toward. So when she spent her year at Juilliard in New York after her high school education, she was preparing for an interview and an audition at the Curtis School of Music where she would make real the dream that she and her community held for her. And she prepared and prepared for this audition. And she, in fact, her whole family moved to Philadelphia so they could be there to support her as they all knew she would be studying there. And she auditioned, 
and was ready, and she was denied entry into the Curtis School for Music. She said, and she was right all her life, that she was denied entry because of the color of her skin, because she was black. And yet she knew who she was and who she was meant to be, so she had to find a way to get there, to become that first black classical pianist that would be known by America. She worked and worked, but what was she gonna do? She had to find a way to pay for her lessons, so she began playing in Atlantic City at the Midtown Bar and Grill. She didn't really know popular music. She didn't play in bars. This wasn't her thing, and she had been raised on the straight and narrow, and the bar scene was not for her. So in order to play without her mother finding out, she changed her name to Nina Simone for her public performances, so her mom couldn't look her up and find out where she was in Atlantic City. She blended musical styles in her playing. That first night at the Midtown, she just played the piano. Nobody really knew what to do with her, but they knew she had talent. And the bar owner came up to her that night and said, we'd love to have you continue, but you have to sing. She had never sung before in her life. And so the second night, she showed up and started singing. So beautiful. So powerful. She mixed her skill, her excellence as a classical pianist with what was being called out of her by this new community and this way forward for her. And she brought her whole self to the moment. So I would like to hear that piece of her in the bar, if we can do that.
This morning, I was playing this video uh, early and watching it, and my daughter came by and she said, do you have that on double time? Because there's no way her hands can actually move that fast. <laughs> Amazing how we are influenced by the world, by the community around us, how we bring our own gifts as well. Nina Simone talked about the spiritual connection, about a feeling of freedom when she was playing the piano, when she was performing when she was in community. We are changed by those who bear witness to us, who call out our gifts, and we too can change others, calling out their gifts as well. We will come back to Nina Simone in another service. We will talk about her legacy as a civil rights activist, about being a part of something larger than herself, beyond her music and into her community engagement. But today, we celebrate the us of me and the me of us and all the ways we are in this life together. May we care for each other tenderly with attention and intention. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, and together we give, receive, and grow in the universalist spirit of love and hope. To learn more about who we are and our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.